Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I am talking about the spiritual subtext in children's books. And so one of the things I noticed as a book reviewer for about 20 years with Sunlight Curriculum was that books have become pretty dark overall. They're dealing with very sophisticated, and by that I oftentimes mean um, very sinful themes oftentimes. But the reality is that's actually just the way the world is, that we're surrounded by people who are not believers and who are not always promoting things of the Lord. So how do we recognize that? How do we move forward well? So part of it is recognizing that this is actually a thing, that whatever we give our children to um, put into their spiritual beings or into their souls, into their minds, into their hearts, is going to be either pulling them more towards the Lord or away. And so that, of course, includes books, movies. It includes games that they might play, conversations they might have with friends. And so part of our task as parents is to be pulling the children as much as possible into the presence of the Lord, to be saying, I'm giving you the things that are reflective of the Father and of his heart, and giving you the music, giving you the the stories that are tending towards beauty and goodness. And it's interesting because oftentimes even what is classic it's not necessarily what's good. I mean, I think about Roald Dahl, and he writes very many, very dark books. And and yet, I think about his book, Going Solo, which is a story of his own experiences during World War II, and it's one of my favorites. It's very beautiful, so unique. You know, there's no other book I've read that's remotely like it. Um, and yet something like James and the Giant Peach or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, those are, they're dark. They're hard because there are people who are doing yucky things. And so how do you navigate even finding the, the right books? Um, I know the Sunlight Book Reviewers spend a lot of time trying to wade through the, the ugliness to find things that at the very least are not terribly offensive and hopefully are actually uplifting and have literary value as well as more spiritual value that are moving you more in the direction of a Philippians 4, 8, thinking about the things that are good and pure and right and just and lovely and so on. But even those, I think sometimes when you look at the scriptures even, it's not like all of those stories are lovely. <laughs> I was uh, recently going through the Pentateuch and then into Joshua and Judges and reading these stories. They're, some of them are quite horrifying. There's horrifying things done to uh, women. There's horrifying things done to communities. And yet when I read them, I don't feel like I'm getting slimed. I feel like, oh, this is a straightforward narrative around what happened and i'm i'm sad sometimes for what happened i'm sad for the evil but i don't feel like something is coming and trying to um make me dark or ugly whereas sometimes when i'm reading a book it's like oh this person is intentionally this author is intentionally 
trying to turn my soul in a way that I don't want it turned. And when that happens, you just close it and put it away. I think part of our job as parents is, this is going to sound hard, but it's just, I think, the reality is that it would be lovely if we lived in a world that is so pure and beautiful and right and righteous and there was nothing to sully us ever. But that's not this world. (laughs) It's not this unredeemed world yet. (laughs) And so while we get to come to the Lord and be wiped off, we still live in the world. So part of our responsibility as parents is to teach how do we live in a world that's imperfect. When you see something that makes you feel sick to your stomach because it's either so ugly or so wrong, what do you do with that? When you uh, listen to something that then gives you nightmares or makes it so you can't fall asleep, how do you navigate that? And so a lot of that is really just saying, Lord, I need some help here. Uh, It's teaching children simple prayers like, oh, I don't want to think about that anymore. And Lord, clean my mind, purify me. Or if there's something that is rising up to say, oh, the Lord rebuke you, the Lord rebuke you, the Lord rebuke you. And being okay with actually equipping your children to do spiritual warfare on their own behalf. But part of that means that we have to be ready to do spiritual warfare first on behalf of our children. And part of that is actually being okay with having conversations that are a little bit unusual. (laughs) Being okay with having your children's fears and actually acknowledging them and saying, okay, well, where did they come from? And then how can we stand against it? I also think that it's interesting as a parent to say, what is it that is in you that is being triggered by what is coming up? Meaning uh, for, how do I want to put this? So the book in question that maybe would trigger a nightmare in this case was the Redwall series. But I know many people who have read the Redwall series and enjoyed them a lot. So it's not like, oh, clearly this one is just satanic and you should all avoid it. Like, I'm not saying that at all. But there is a level of saying, what is it in that child that is so tender to the Lord that that would be a triggering book? So we could use another example, Harry Potter. So there are some very dark elements in Harry Potter, even though I think the overall trajectory of the book is restorative. And anyway, I don't want to get into that because I know that that's a really controversial one. But for a child who maybe starts those and then doesn't want to finish them, what is it about that book or that series that makes that one not okay for them, whereas it might be okay for someone else? Is it the, the violence or the unexpectedness? Is it actually the, the witchcraft or the, the, whether you would think of it as real or fantasy? Then that would also be indicating something that is just, a, it's kind of like a part of you're doing some spiritual mapping in your, yourself, in your family, in your children. And I also love the scripture, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. And I think about this too in Romans 1, where it talks about how we we have a measuring stick. And so it's like each of us has a measuring stick before God, and none of us are going to measure up to our own measuring stick. 
But there's a, a level of this where because we get to interact with God in our own way, what is right for one person will be wrong for someone else. And both people get to just move forward in faith saying, I am walking before God to the best of my ability. And this is, it's not like a universal wrong. So I'm, let's take Harry Potter. There are plenty of people who would say, I would never give that to my child. And I completely respect that for those families. But I also have other friends who are like, I love the redemptive and restorative narrative in this series. And I think that is beautiful that they have the ability to say, I'm looking at this as fantasy. This isn't based in the real world. And so for me, this is not sinful to listen to this. And so both parties as beloved brothers and sisters get to move forward together saying, I can trust that the Holy Spirit is at work in your life. I don't need to be that Holy Spirit. And uh, so, yeah, Lord, I ask that you would give us the ability to identify well the elements that that trigger us, that the way that you've given each of us a different facet of your life, a different facet of your goodness, that we would be able to display that to the world around. Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom as we seek to train up our children well, both for the ways that we want them to be triumphant, but Lord, even for the ways that if they fall into sin, let's say, or just accidentally get slimed by listening to something that was maybe fine for a friend, but isn't fine for them. Lord, I hand that to you and I ask that you would be enthroned, that you would be glorified. And so, yeah, Lord, I thank you for that. Amen.